to the fifth episode of the podcast. Number five. Number five. We're working our way through it. Yeah, I was thinking about doing a drinking game on the tenth episode, but maybe we should do it for the sixth episode. Why? Because six shots each. Six shots. <laughs> the uh, number six. No prisoners. Six. six. We're, we're gonna die. <laughs> Well, well I'm it, might, it, over. It, it might still be the tenth episode. I guess by the time this one is uploaded, it'll can be. we do it when like I can get shit faced? I think on we the... should record it on a weekend instead yeah. of a weekday. Yeah, like we, we should j- like jam all day then and drink and then record it drunk. That yeah, would be well, amazing. that's the well. Here's the thing: is here was my idea, and I don't know how feasible it will. Oh, by the way, this is uh, Martin Menendez. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that is that who you are, Mark? This week. Oh, uh, okay. I like it. Um, <laughs> this is like Dino, that. and this is Matt. Welcome to Metallurgy, fifth episode again. Yes. So here is my idea on the on the drinking game. The drinking game is that so each of us we all grew up with one another, so we all know things I don't about know uh, you. So we all know things about one another, right? Like right in like our idiosyncrasies. So my idea was like. We would each write down like a thing that the other person does or says and give it to the other people, but not them, right? And then whenever they do that thing, we have to like drink. I have to like pay attention to you now because I haven't. Do you get what I'm saying? I I do, but I haven't like hung hung out with you for like an extended period of time for a while. Well, it could be that's bullshit. We just hung out for like four hours on Monday. No, 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 no. I mean, like, remember when we like lived together? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, dude, I could, I, I had all your. Your body language down. Oh well, here's the thing. It could, it could, it could, it could be something like, like, uh, um, like for instance, when Matt makes a noise when he's cold. He's, he's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, this yeah. is just an example. Right. But anyways, yeah, or a thing that we might say about a particular album, and we have to drink, right? And the funny thing is, is the other person won't know what's <laughs> making everybody drink. Right. So that was my idea. This is something I'm kicking okay. around right now. Dude, I'm going to No, no, I'm Are sorry. you going to get really fucked up? No, 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 no. Because if I write something down for you, he he has to drink? Like, how does that work? You give yeah. it to the person that's not yeah, doing Yeah, so it, right? then that person would drink. So we would all have somebody else's thing. Okay, and we'd be I pay- get it. We'd be paying attention to one another. And You're going to dr- get drunk. We'd be drinking. As fuck. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> So, anyways, does it have to be something people can hear? Yeah, because that they can't. I'll tell see you us. what, listener, write into Metal News Reviews <laughs> at gmail.com. That's Metal News Reviews at gmail.com, and let us know what you think the drinking game should be, um, or if you've noticed anything that we do on air that maybe we haven't even noticed. Mention King Diamond. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. Every time it mentions King Diamond. Wait, wait. What was your name, Martin? Martin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime that slips up, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, actually, that that could get a couple dude, good ones. Dude, I would purposely do that so other people would have to drink. Okay, so but hold on, we should move on to metal news. Wait, there is news. Yeah, uh-huh. I think so. Do you know you found it right? Yeah, just a quick check on Blabbermouth. Yeah, my my quick check failed because of the, the good old mainstay of metal <laughs> news. Apparently, um, yeah, Metallica. Metallica. They, released a song recently called lords of summer i didn't know it existed i don't think any of us did 
Did you know? No, 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 I didn't know, but it reminds me of like a Car- Katy Perry song mixed yeah, with like metal, does. like like a metal. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Like Summer Girls and <laughs> right. you know what I mean? like, Dancing Sharks and things, or no? It's it just Missy you, Elliott like drops Lords, by. Lords is a kind of a, a dark kind of. Oh Lord! Know, oh, and and then, and then and then you get you know of summer, like really, winter would have been better, Metallica. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that's yeah. They're not. Well, you know, um, that, we are in California. I know, right? <laughs> that well, that song is interesting because the guitar riffage on it really wasn't bad, but the drumming is pretty. <laughs> it's pretty. pretty. It's a stock Here we go again. Riff, it's man. A stock riff. <laughs> no, um, yeah, the drums. I don't like the drums on it, and I actually don't like James's vocals on it too much either. It, no. it, listen, um, it was it was like a phone recording. I'm just telling you that the fucking drums are shifting Shock. in and out of time. Listen. They actually are kind of stock. They sound uh. like a, like a, something he would have done off of like Injustice, but not under like the same kind of rhythms. Okay, first of all, yeah. you know Metallica's great and all back in the day. Yes, um, but like when they're brethren of that age, like Testament makes way better records. Testament yeah. is amazing. Same Dude. with um, Megadeth. Well, Megadeth. Megadeth. Megadeth as well. Death Angel. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, Death Angel. Mm-hmm. Did they yeah. release an album recently? Did they? What was the one that you sent over that other day? Oh, I did send it. I think that was from... That wasn't <clears throat> recent. That was a little... Oh, okay. Yeah. That was still pretty fucking sick. I, I texted these guys some, some Death Angel I was listening to... Uh, a little while ago that's what we're all discussing um but yeah you know what though is it's like i don't know they said that the new song is going to be more progressive i mean the new new album album. metallica did yeah so you know i I, i've given up hope on metallica a long time ago i i I, I haven't even listened to death magnetic at all i i actually really tried and here's the thing is there's some guitar melodies and rhythms in that album that are really good, and again, like I feel like Lars is really holding that band back, and they're never gonna get rid of Lars. No, he and James are way too close of friends. But I, I can't help but thinking like if you had not even a younger drummer on it, but just a better, like I don't want to be rude because Lars is used to be so great, but he just doesn't seem like he cares or he's got the imagination. I, I think anymore. Yeah, no, I think it's like. Like I, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but <clears throat> when a band just starts out, they're they're juiced, they're excited, they're pumped, right? And they have all this like excess energy where they gotta, you know, use it somehow, and they put it towards music. But you know, once you get to the age of Metallica, you or do, comfortable, yeah, you're too comfortable, and you just you're like, oh, let's just make another record, you know. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. You know, also, it reminds me of Dream Theater when James Labrie was starting to, like, really suck live, I guess. And then the band was like, you you have to, like, take lessons or something or we're cutting you. It's like, they have to do that to Lars. Like, dude, you have to, like, take lessons because you're really not good any. That is a really great point. That's a really great point. I here's the next question that that brings to my mind though, which is, do you think that his ego is gonna take that? No, because James Labrie, I don't know if he has. He might have an ego, but I mean, he no, did. He, seems he like went. A very humble man. He went and got those lessons. Yeah. Actually, was it lessons or did he get? 
I thought he some had, vocal therapy. I don't I remember think, which. I it thought was. it was like his voice. Might have been a little bit of both. I yeah, yeah. I thought he hurt his voice and he had he relearned to kind of sing with the injury. Yeah. and it was wrong. That's oh, is that what, what I, happened? I thought him? so. I'm a little less could be wrong. informed about Dream Theater than the two of you are. It was like in the live in Budokan DVD. He was like drinking the hot the hot water and yeah. doing all of his exercises and stuff before the show even though i still think that dvd is not the greatest of, of, I of him i like that DVD i do though. like it but his his vocals on it aren't the best i don't think mm. um but you know it, it shows that he's still like putting effort into you know yeah trying you, to keep it up at least you know what this conversation has really done is it's we started talking about the new metallica right but all it's really made me want to do is what is dream theater up to like <laughs> i haven't no, listened to they, anything they, i think they released a new record yeah they did recently well because mike porter was out of the band yeah and so we i fell off when mike left but i don't really know how fair that now is. that's a drummer yeah, that is a <laughs> no. If Mike Portnoy joined Metallica, I have a lot. Of, I have a yeah, lot of faith. I'm pretty Prague, sure he wouldn't let people get away with no, shitty stuff. Either. No, no, no. But but also that prog element that Metallica is probably seeking would instantly be <laughs> inserted up their asses. <laughs> Metal up your ass. <laughs> oh man, that's really funny. Was this, that was the original title for Kill 'Em All? Was uh-huh. Metal Up Your Ass? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. That you didn't. You, I'm glad you guys got that. No, yeah, that's why I'm I'm pointing it out though for any listener who might not be aware because I don't think everybody knows that. No, um, no. I mean maybe every, anybody who listens to this might know that, but not. Every, yeah. Anyways, for anybody who doesn't know. Yay! Yay! I just want to throw it out there yeah. because I didn't do an album. Uh, you know. Oh, are you gonna do that? Well, I'll just do a quick one. Okay. I'm not gonna spend all explain, that time ex- please explain for the new listener. Um. So. You know. Oh, this is the seminal album. Yes. Oh. Well, the, the, I see. There's two for me. There's one that truly got me interested in in metal, mm-hmm. and then there's one that's like this defies me musically. So hold on, let's back up. This is sort of an album to introduce Matt as like who who he is, like what kind of metal he listens to, what he likes, or like what got him into metal and right. Yeah. But see, there's two. Okay, there's two. Does okay. that does that make sense? That's fine. Did, is that okay? Yeah. Okay, sure. so, you know, growing up with parents, mm-hmm. we all have pretty much the same parents. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> true. Uh, you know, Hollow Notes, a lot of good oldies, Little music. River Band. Yeah, it's just it's just Van good Morrison. music, you know. Yeah. And, I still uh, love it. Yeah, I still love it. But um, it was when again, your dad is to blame for this. Um, Metallica, he put on Metallica, and that was instantly, like, I fell in love. And hearing hearing James Hetfield on Master of Puppets, I'm like, I need to, I want to know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, uh, what is it, Disposable Heroes? Yeah. yeah, I remember you practicing that picking pattern. Yeah, yeah. that, that was a challenge, yeah. yeah. But I got it. And it's, it's, it's just one of those records that... Um, even now, it brings me back to that day of when I first listened to it. And I think that's probably one of the only records, other than Merciful Fate, which is, like, amazing. Is that your next, <laughs> is that your next pick? Actually, no. Oh. So, the the, one, so Metallica, which album? Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets. Sorry. Okay. I didn't, didn't make that clear. But, yeah, so Master of Puppets is my my metal album. And, and by the way, I have to say that, yeah, your dad, Martin, 
<laughs> is definitely Martin's responsible. Scorsese <laughs> is definitely responsible for influencing yeah. me as well. And I think I mentioned that in the first podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I remember Matt listening to Metallica a bunch, mm-hmm. and then basically that got me into Metallica and hence into metal. Yeah, so I mean, without listening to Metallica, I would have never known Merciful Fate. And without Mer- knowing about Merciful Fate, you know, it it, it it was just like a whole stepping stone thing, one after another. A new band popped up that they you know influences of them, so. But one of my biggest influences now is is it has to be this song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I listen to Prometheus, oh, yeah. when I when I listen to Prometheus, you guys oh. were skeptical of the album. Like I really don't get it. I don't so, know if I was skeptical. So when you say Isan or Emperor, I'm sorry, Emperor. Yeah. Because yeah, and I, then, I didn't. I heard his solo stuff before I heard that record, and then I went back. And I'm like, this is my favorite Emperor record of all time. Yeah, I think that might be that might be my favorite one. Also, that one or Anthems. Yeah, kind of amazing. Is but that it, your other one? Is that, it Prometheus? Yeah, Prometheus. Yeah, excellent choice. That one's still like, it's it's almost it gets too intense for me. If oh. I like have a serious listening session with it, it's like. <laughs> I have to take a breather at some point, like after, I don't know, the prophet or something. I'm like, okay, that's a good stopping point right there. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great song. But uh, <laughs> tongue of fire is the shit. Yeah, it's they're, really they're all good. It's really interesting because, like, so every now and then, I, I I work in construction, so I'm allowed times to wear headphones, and people will ask me, "Oh, what are you listening to?" Right? And I'm like, "No, you don't want to listen to this because I'm I'm like." You probably listen to you got to share it, man. Whatever's on the radio, share the right? <laughs> share the love. You know, it, it, it's unfortunate because I do kind of already prejudge what the people probably listen to. Yeah. But anyway, you know, they put it in their ears and they just start laughing and they're like, they're like, yeah, like you. This makes me hella angry. I'm like, where do you get that from? Those blast beats and then the dun, 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 right? I'm like, dun, 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 that, that's an interesting that? point because I've heard that a lot throughout the years. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like with Amana Marth and stuff. I remember um, that guy who used to stay that that your place, Mikey. Oh, yeah, yeah. In him him being like, yeah, it makes me really angry. And it's like, that's just the I put it on. Opposite. I put it on and fucking I relax and go to sleep. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's so it's 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 crazy how metal for I guess us. It's very relaxing. Yeah, for me. I mean, that's one reason why I don't even go to a mosh pit because I'm just sitting down and relaxing, watch you know, watching the watching the dudes play their music, their instruments. Doodly doodly. The older I get, the more mosh pity I get. I don't know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's weird. Yeah, have you guys noticed that lately? I've been getting in those. More. Yeah, I yeah. know. I I enjoy standing on the side and picking people up. You know, yeah, that's I, I, I like being the medic, but that's about it. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I always have that caring part of me. Because you were going to be a medic. I? Yes. Clear! <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Is there anything else you wanted to say about that before we move on to the metal reviews? I mean, no. I mean, unless you guys have questions. I mean... No, not really. <laughs> I you don't love me. I know. I feel like this could get into a conversation about just like different 
different metal personalities because there are the people that do listen to metal and get angry and then there's I feel like maybe the silent majority that listens to it because of either technical aspects of metal or I think a lot of people listen to it because of the technical aspects. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the silent majority. Oh, I like see. people oh, that sorry. don't majority, really yeah. like. You know, it's not obvious that they listen to metal. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I feel like, in in a weird way, it might get out aggression, but not like obviously. You just listen to it, and it, it I don't know. It always puts me to ease when I. Yeah, like if I'm having a bad day, I just put on some Demi Burger. Kind of, Cataclysm Children. We're like, if you listen to that and like don't like, I think I'm gonna run like as fast as I can right now, or drive as fast as I can. If that doesn't, I mean, that's what it does to me. If you want to like kill something when you hear that, I'm, I don't know. Here's what I will say. Here's what I will say is that when I'm when I go on a run, if I put on like my death metal station which is basically like deicide and dying fetus and, <laughs> and yeah. you know uh cannibal corpse and stuff like that if i put that station on it shaves like 20 seconds off my mile time <laughs> so yeah but I, I honestly think it's just listening to stuff that kind of pumps you up and for some people it could be like Katy perry why not man <laughs> sometimes i feel like a plastic bag blowing in the wind you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, like I could put on, uh, well, like what was released um, earlier this week, Anecdoten. Oh, oh my god, yeah. I love that record. Like I know it's not metal, but still, like I could put on something like that. That's would, that's even a little, you know, softer and and still get guys, pumped up to. I will make sense with to that. this mic. Those guys are great yeah. musicians. Oh my god, yeah, that album is. Excuse me, I have to yeah. go touch myself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna go somewhere else before you did that. <laughs> no, I don't mind him doing it here at the uh, table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, yeah, yeah, we should move on to the next. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, before we like do do a re- a review of a non-metal band, <laughs> um, <laughs> we should actually do the reviews. Their record is so awesome. Consider it metal. It's definitely a great record. Yeah, I'll say yeah. that. Um, so I think I'm, if it's okay with you guys, would like to go last actually on the reviews. <laughs> that okay. okay. That's fine. Okay. So one of you two. Um, I'll get, let me just start with mine because um, I probably have the shortest notes. Real, real quick. I just want to say um, this is going to be the first podcast where we've actually been able to play music from each of the bands. And I just want to say thank you to the bands and the labels and the management and, um, I'll get into specifics at the end of the episode with names of who to thank. But thank you guys for allowing us to do that. It's really cool. Yeah. So uh, my record was, and again, I apologize for saying it wrong because I am a yank. Um, but um, so the band is Galar or Galar or whatever. How would, how would you guys say? I say Galar. I, I don't say, know how correct that is. I say Galar yeah, too. Yeah, same here. And now the, the, <laughs> the album name... I've been having some trouble with this one. <laughs> uh, D and Levenad. And Levenad. You want to try? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I say De Glenlevende. Yeah, I also say I say it that way also. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm just terrible at reading. 
Yeah, uh, uh, my our apologies to you know people from Norway or even the band listening because yeah. we don't speak yeah. Norwegian. So sorry for we know that we're butchering this. A I don't bit. know any better. Anyway, this was my first listen of the band, and um, you know it it brought me back to uh, when I first picked up some old Moon Sorrow and and like Windier, but it's like a darker Windier. I feel, but okay. anyway, I totally love this record um the so the band hails from bergen norway fuck yeah yeah um a lot of good stuff from there uh they've been around since uh 2004 and i believe it's only two members in the band and they have like a lot of people like um what is it like like guest music yeah sorry guest musicians so they have a lot of guest musicians on their records um so the music is uh, comprised of black metal, folk metal, and a touch of melodic. And they're, they have like mythological folklore influences and content in it. And um, this actually has been five years since their last release. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And I think they only have maybe three records or two records and an EP or something like that. So, I mean, uh, you, you hear the music and you can tell that they're, they... They are musicians, you know. They um they, they have day jobs and they either in their time uh, gig their ass off like to fucking gig. Yes. So uh, let's see. the The record has beautiful piano work. Beautiful. Yeah, um, absolutely gorgeous. There's that one song, uh, Los. Oh yes, I love that. Um, that was actually one of the songs that I wanted to pick. Yeah. Because- and what's cool about that song is like it, it uh it uh it cut when I first heard it it reminded me of being underwater. I don't know why, but it just reminded me of being underwater and I'm like peering up through through the water looking at it's it was just crazy how that brought that to my mind. But um so on in some tracks the pianos stand out and um which is good because it's great, great piano work. And uh, and other 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 tracks it, it kinda like just adds to the epicness of it so it kind of likes to tuck 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 in the background a little bit a little um, symphonic yeah um there's layers layers of instruments horns strings i they're all real i know they're real that's my favorite fucking yeah. thing and so yeah. that's what adds to like like that's what adds to the epicness of this record is is the fact that they're real um the guitars are tastefully done they don't really stand out as riffage like you know like that's a cool riff. They just, you know, they just drive the songs forward in their heavy fashion, which I love. It feels like orchestrated to me. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like a dun 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 No, right. It's it, like, yeah. It feels like an orchestration yeah. with, the, with the guitar. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, that's what, well, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Um, so the vocals are a mix of guttural and clean. And when I mean clean vocals, I like to call them as. Mountain vocals. Mountain, <laughs> mountain vocals. Because yodeling? W- w- what is no, this? No, it's not yodeling. It's it's <clears throat> like when when I when I hear them, I just imagine being on top of a freaking mountain, like rocking my ass off, singing about like folklore mythology oh. and drinking beer. When like, you said rocking your I I imagine Abbott running down <laughs> mountains. Yeah. So 
with the so with the um, vocals, like the clean vocals especially, I was like very taken by those vocals, and I was like, this reminds me kind of uh, if like influentially mm-hmm. of like over yeah like early over mm-hmm. or like Burzum, you know? Oh. Um, yeah, definitely, I get that, um, and I really love I love both both vocalists very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're they are both very good musicians um let's see the so the i mean what got me you know listening to the record over and over and over was the actually just the melodies of the music you know it, it for me and i'll say this again throughout the podcast um melodies are what get stuck in your head melodies is what makes you want you know i can't get it out of my head so i have to go listen to it again it's, it's it gives that. it like the stain power exactly yeah so um yeah i'm gonna have to give that this record a uh, 4.5 i think and in, in, in the sixes yeah for those listening it's one through six i think i would agree like a 4.5 maybe even like a 4.75 out of six for me getting yeah. up there yeah i was between a 4.5 and a five so by the way i have to say this album reminded me a little bit of agaloc Yes. Dude, me too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Forget but to only that. only um really on like one or two tracks, but I definitely got it. I feel right. like towards the end of the album. Yeah. And when I when I listened to it, I was like, oh yeah, this is what I wanted Ag- Agaloc to sound like. Because <laughs> I didn't wow. give that album too good of a review last time. But um yeah, I really liked that. It was pleasant and uh I was surprised by it. But it was I was I welcomed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I I took extensive notes on this album actually. So go yeah, for it, bro, go for it. Oh I, yeah, by the way, four point five for me too. Oh, out yeah. of six. With so six, basically, six. solid endorsement to go out and buy this record. Yeah, yeah. Listen to it on your Spotify. Give the band some money because it's a really good album. When I'm not in tax debt, then I'll. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, over here it's tax season in the <laughs> states, so. My friend here owes quite a bit of money. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So I also kind of heard like some. It sounded a lot sort of like um, early Demu Borger, not like ripping off, but just influences. Yeah, like, yeah. early Demu Borger, like For All Tid and like Stormblast. Not even like new Stormblast. I'm talking like the OG first couple albums. I remember those. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I definitely heard that stuff, and I have to say, so like. Um, I loved the uh, the like the awesome breakdown section and like the the pianos and the keyboards and not Og Taust at Forglemtliv. That was like I think my favorite song on the album. I really Same loved that here. song. Yeah, that song was like my shit. I was listening to it over and over again. Yeah. Um, let me see here. The vocal harmonies yes. in in all over the album really, but in Boken's hymn. I think I hope I'm saying that correctly. Amazing. Um, a lot of these songs are close to 10 minutes long yeah. or, or above 10 minutes long, which again, for me, I love prog music. So it was basically like, this is my shit. Yeah. I, I felt very at home with this record. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, it was like, it, it felt like a record that I need to have in my collection for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there, a band I need to start listening to and picking up their older stuff. Yeah. Yes. I, I agree with that. And, um, 
this song was the one that reminded me of Burzum, I think, with the vocal harmonies mm-hmm. and, and some of the melodies chosen. And it had like these really great old school black metal roots coming out, especially, uh, I think, around six minutes and, and 30 seconds or so. It That was when I started getting like the, the old Storm Blasty for all titty sort of like um, influences. Yeah. And then there's also, uh, let me see here, in Gieternis Tungesteg. Uh, yes, I love that. Yeah, I know that. I know that's your favorite, isn't it? Um, around four or five minutes, there's this breakdown, and when I heard the breakdown, I was like, I just wish I was at a show. Yes, standing <laughs> with a beer and fucking headbanging right now, like it's fucking awesome. I I think that's that that song made me drive like 85, 90 miles an hour on the freeway. <laughs> I believe it, dude. And. The again, I have to say, I'm so fucking tired of shitty orchestral sections done completely on keyboards. Yeah, and I appreciate so very much that that this band went out of the way to get real musicians and real instruments. It's like going from masturbation to sex. Basically, <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happened. And, and raw dog it. Work when you're in a pinch, but it's it's not the best. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you know. Um, yeah, so I think that's all I'm going to say about this album. It was I just really liked it, and I just wanted to kind of... If, basically, if you're a fan of any of the other bands we mentioned, you will like this record, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think that's yeah. probably true. Yeah. Okay. Solid. Good job. Oh, guys. yeah, and uh, track? Oh, uh, what? Oh, yeah. So, since this is the first time that we're able to do this, we kind of forgot. Would you like to introduce the song? No, because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Uh, was it was it was it this one? Uh, Did you get Turner's tongue steg? No, I thought it was the that guy. No, we're doing the one that you mentioned. Yeah, oh. we're choosing your track. Then do that. Yes. Okay. So from Galar, uh, this is Geternis tongue steg. Enjoy.
was fucking awesome. Yeah, metal. Thanks again to Galar and uh, Matt chose that song, so you can thank him for choosing it. Well, thank thank you, Galar, for making an awesome song. Yes, definitely, and thank you to the band and um, Marius Christiansen for allowing us to to play the song on the podcast. Uh, so thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I guess it's my turn. So I reviewed uh, Carrick Engren's new album, This Is No Fairy Tale. Yeah, this is no shitty record. <laughs> you realize you so, just endorsed it. I know, so. right? <laughs> so, um, his point of view. My initial thoughts, <laughs> I, I took very limited notes on this, but it, my initial thoughts were basically King Diamond and Black Metal. And I agree. I, I agree. As do I. Really enjoyed that, and it really made this album stick with me because I was I was just relating the two, and I feel like it's almost an homage. I see the relation. King Diamond. Yeah. So this band's from the Netherlands. <laughs> there's let him get it out before you tear it. I up. want to tear it up all the time. <laughs> there's uh, three members to the band. Um, <clears throat> basically, a drummer, keyboard slash the symphonic stuff and then the singer uh drum or sorry guitar bass um all that stuff so um pretty simple um they're i think they they're the original members throughout the entire all their releases um which are actually all really good too yeah oh are they yeah. I don't know if I'll go back to them after this uh, record. <laughs> so, if, so, so. If, if you tend to enjoy the same thing that Matt enjoys, you probably won't like this album. I, yeah. No, no, no. That's not true because there's one thing in this record that bothered me immensely, right? And but everything else was fine. But it's just you. You continue. Okay. Continue. So uh, I I really like that it's super kind of it felt the, uh, theatrical to me. Um, just with the the song structure, the vocals, the symphony, everything. Um, again, very King Diamond like. Yeah. Um, the singer, at first, I would have to say, uh, his like very staccato vocals, and it kind of gets to you at some point. But then after like several listens, I got to the point where I was almost narrating my life with his vocals. It, it's, like, it's not, as I open the door, it's not singing. This is my chest. It's not, it's, let me be clear. It's not singing. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and it almost, I mean, cause it's storytelling, like it's some yeah. with, with it telling, I, I see what Matt's getting at because it's almost too factual. It's yeah. just streaming well, it's out just, facts, well, but it's no, like, no, no. you have Here's to the, get, yeah, go Here, ahead. Here's my take on this, which is like, okay, <laughs> we're talking about King Diamond, right? Yes. So let's fast forward through the early albums. Let's go ahead and drop off like mid albums, like um, like Voodoo, or maybe even up till now, right? Where we're talking like um, Puppet Master or something. Right. There are like minutes of sections in those songs where he does not fucking sing a word. Yeah, no, I know. And. I mean, but I'm, mean, I'm not. I don't penalize him for that. So it's hard for me to penalize another band who is also doing a concept album and telling a story for the same practice. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, King Diamond was singing. I didn't hear much singing in this record. That's probably that's probably accurate. Well, I mean, then you can. But 
But I mean, what are you defining as singing? Because yeah. like, if you are going to go listen to like an old Deicide album or something like that, he's not well, really going up and down an octave. It's very like monotone I, growls. Okay, when I heard the record, and I'm sorry for butting into your yeah, we're, we're totally hijacking this. Let's just yeah. discuss this shit. Uh, yeah, go. No, let's let's just do it. Okay, yeah, let's let's just do okay. It. So when I first heard the record, I could not. The, it was like the first I listened to the first song halfway through it just got to me right and the second song it was a little more bearable but at, after those two songs I said fuck this and I put on uh, I think it was uh, Barren Earth or whatever mm-hmm. um, but so I really kept coming back to the record going I'm gonna listen to more I'm gonna listen to more and the more I listened to it the more it bothered me because Maybe it was the other two bands in the process of making this very skewed for me, but the <laughs> there were no singing. The other two bands had tons of singing all over it, even when they were like oh, singing, so like, like the, 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 the juxtaposition. Yeah, of but not, the bands. No, 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 not just that. It's like even when they were doing gutturals, like it was like it was there was fluctuation. You know, yeah, like they were screaming. He's just talking like Gollum doing an impression of Johnny Cash. There were... That's what it sounds like to me. Okay, I, I like that. It's a jo- it's a black but, metal Johnny Cash. Yeah, okay, record. so the singer, the the vocals aren't your thing. No, but what about, my thing. what about the the the, the composition, other, the compositions but, on the album? I, I I did enjoy it, but the thing was is that he didn't give the, me time to listen to it. All he was doing was talking. Okay. That's all he was doing. So remember when we used to listen to Blind Guardian yes. and talk about how My. Hanzi used to just sing over everything? Yeah. Is yeah. that kind of what it's... That's kind of how I felt. I felt that way too sometimes. Okay, so, okay. I want to hear Dino finish his review and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm basically done. I, <laughs> like, sorry. I, honestly, like, I really enjoyed the album. Yeah. I liked how, how it was composed, how the songs were put together. I felt like it was very cohesive and it made sense. I... I feel like I liked it over time, so I didn't like it as much at first, but I feel like in the end, I'll probably give it a four out of six. Four out of six, pretty yeah. decent. Matt, what's your score? Um, I'm not done with my, my review. Okay, well, I'm going to launch into mine then, um, although I'm kind of afraid to give you the last word. It's okay. Um, okay, so just for just for little funsies, little fun fact for anybody who isn't a nerd or who doesn't know, Carrick Engren means uh, Iron Jaws, or is it Jaws of Iron? Iron Jaws. Iron Jaws. I got that right. And it's, yeah, it's Elvish of Sindarin, and it's the name of a fortified pass in northwestern Mordor in The Lord of the Rings. Yes. So that's pretty cool. And these guys, um, they uh, they only do concepts based off of, like, fairy tales and things. Yeah. Um, Or, like, folk folk legends. Right. And apparently they sing in several different languages as well, French, English, Dutch. Pretty intelligent guys, yeah. Seems like to me. And the so what I got from this um, was that the composition work is super superb. And I think if anybody really deserves, aside from the band, like some credit, whoever mixed this and mastered yeah. this, it was well is done. amazing. It was well done. There was so much that they had to go through to make this like sound just right. So many things happening. By the way, we did talk about on Galar how they used real instruments for their yes, yes, yeah, their symphonic stuff. This band, even though it was most likely all keyboards, 
I still I think they did a pretty fucking good job. They did actually, and I that was one thing when I was listening to it is I was like, I think it's real. Yeah, because I've heard I've heard um, people try to do. Uh, let's be more specific. I've heard Dimu Borger try to make symphonic stuff but sound like hear. this, and I think it was on the Insorte uh, Diaboli album yes. that they tried that, and it did not sound real at no, all. No, no, it sounded really shitty. Uh, that's actually my least favorite Dimmu Borger album. I do not like it. I never put <sighs> it on. There's probably two tracks on it that I enjoy listening to, um, and I think Hellhammer does a lot to ruin that album but the riffage is also not that great um which is weird because hellhammer did great job on the storm blast remix. Yeah. yeah so i don't really get why why he anyways it doesn't matter that we're not talking about that out but so but actually can i add to that real yes, quick go ahead the um demon borgers uh abrahadabra uh there were a couple parts in this album that reminded me of that album so and, yeah. and carrick angren's album yeah. yeah actually the intro um composition mm-hmm. there was one like 15 second snippet of it that sounded a lot like uh like a demo border thing i don't think it was on purpose i just think it was probably writing in the same scale or something yeah but yeah it sounded like yeah i agree with that um but yeah so the composition's super dense there's a lot of um there was a lot of uh, uh syncopated guitar riffs yep. tons and tons of syncopated guitar riffs um, and there were some cool anthemic sections. I actually, like, I was listening to the album, and I listened to it over the course of a day um, because I'm uh, I'm in grad school, so I was walking to school and walking back from school and, like, you know, doing things. And what's funny is I was listening to um, When Crows Tick on Windows, and they're in, in California right now in the Bay Area. There are monarch butterflies flying around. So I'm listening to like this really aggressive <laughs> song walking down the street. And I shit you not, there are these monarch butterflies flying around me. And I actually like stopped and like listening to this. And I like took, took some pictures. I'm like sending pictures out. It was really hilarious juxt- juxtaposition. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And, and I liked to uh, actually... At times, I don't like the narration too much. I think it gets in the way of what's happening with the composition. Yeah. And I feel like it's like there's so much story that they're trying to tell that, That's that they're I, just not going to drop it. Yeah. But I feel like somebody needs to like edit a little bit more for me. Because uh, there were a couple sections where I'm like, I just I just want to hear what the guitar is doing a little bit more. Yeah, that's exactly and not so much of like the. But what I will say is that I, I love it when he's like, she's walking up the stairs. Now she's grabbing the the water stripping from the tank, or you know, yeah. just like I was like, "Fuck yeah!" No, no, she's committed suicide. I was like, "Yes." No, see, <laughs> no, no, see, I, I, I'm totally with you on that. But it was the way I, for me, that it was the vo- the vocal, the kinds of vocals. I hear you. Didn't really do it for me. Like if I love the concept of it, love it. I mean, black metal and, and like King Diamond. Type type stories that that's amazing, but yeah. after listening to it a couple of times, I'm like, I kind of want to know what this sounds like with King Diamond on it. <laughs> there's there's a song I can't remember which one it is because because when you what you just said like you know I could hear like him doing a falsetto stairs, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, she's walking up the stairs. The stairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, uh. Oh, wow. were you just were you just singing the oath? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
That's a that's a great record. That um, is such a great record. No, but so like for me lyrically, it, when I when I first started lo- looking at the lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, it's like this seems like a real story because it's like a drug house with kids and like the dad goes crazy because he's an alcoholic, right? And then like like uh, as as the story progresses, I I couldn't really read it because I was driving at the time. And uh, I just remember listening to it. And all he's talking about sprinkles and gingerbread and and Snow but I, White. I, I, I love that. No, it's Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But 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 it it because it's in a little girl's mind. She doesn't know if she's dead or alive or or she's dreaming or it's something like that. But it was just like with 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 growls. It was too silly. Like. Sprinkled. I, I think like, I kind of like that though, because it almost brought a little comedy to it. Like, yeah, but I mean, I don't know why. Why, why so serious? <laughs> I, I don't. It was just one of those things that it wasn't jiving with me. Like, there was just a tons of points for me. It just it kept on like another nail in the coffin, another nail in the coffin. So I'm gonna give this one. So I'm gonna nail down the Galar rating for me at a 4.75 because this I I can't rate this as high as that one for some reason. Um, even though it's well written and stuff, I'm gonna rate this at a 4.5 for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want to hear the numbers so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let me let me let me just because I'm not a mean person, you know. I I don't want to rate anything because I I truly hate it, but. Listen, That's the point. The guitars yeah. were heavy. Loved it. There were not enough melodic parts to it. Mm-hmm. It was it was to me it was just heavy and it was like the composition was done very well. The mixing was done very well. Um I liked the story to a point. Um but you know my favorite part is when the record stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> um wow. Yeah, um uh, basically, if it was a hooker, I'd ask for my money back. <laughs> this doesn't. I just want to still say doesn't it. sound as brutal as Master <laughs> Card. Okay. Um, I'd rather get waterboarded while this while at the dentist with Fran Dresser uh, reading Fifty Shades of Grey and The Grateful Dead playing in the. Were you working on these with your boyfriend? What? It sounds like somebody else was brainstorming. No, 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 no. This is all. This me. is you. This is all me, dude. This is wonderful. This is all me. And um, so, I only give it a two. I was right. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. Um, because again, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I, I yeah, he stuck two up two my, fingers. I stuck up two fingers um, in my hand earlier. Only because uh, production, mixing, story was good. Uh, um, the vocalist just took too much out for you. Yeah, it, it, it's something about people that can't shut up. Yeah, you know. Well, you know what? I gotta like me probably. The people are listening to. This, why doesn't he shut up? Okay. Well, <laughs> so I I think it's a good record if you like symphonic black metal and you like concept albums and and you don't mind like hearing what's going on. So I like King Diamond. I think it's a solid listen for for you if that's who you are. It yeah. just made me want more King Diamond. That's that's fine. <laughs> that's a perfectly acceptable. Yeah. I, I Same feel, here. I think I always yeah. want more King Diamond. So. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, so, Dino, do you want to go ahead and introduce the track? Yeah, so we got uh, permission from the band and management and all that to play a track from this record. And uh, I chose Possessed by a Craft of Witchery. So, please enjoy. 
All right, we're back. Hope you guys enjoyed that. It was amazing. Uh, I, 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 I realized after Matt's review that I, I'm not sure if I'm going to ever tear anything apart. No, I like, do feel bad. I, that was kind of a joke, I'll be honest. I was, I was purposely tearing that's it up. Not, <laughs> just because, I don't know, I usually give things the benefit of a doubt. Well, that's why I gave it two stars. Yeah. I was going to give it one. Well, you know, and that's why there's three of us yeah. on this thing is it's like, I like certain kinds of things. Right. You each like certain kinds of things. We all like metal, but we all have different sort different of focuses. Tastes. Yeah. And, and, and so that's the point. Like, if you don't like something, it's, go, you know, that's important. Yeah. So that's so, the way I see it. I mean, I mean, Martin's uh, uh, album. <laughs> Martin's album uh, was actually suggested. Su- suggested. Yeah. Suggested. Yeah, thank you. By me. It That's was true. Came from my loins. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And, and, and you're welcome. Yeah, so um, these guys know something you don't, which is that I like this album. <laughs> That's yes. why he said you're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this I album, I'll tell you what it is because you don't know. It's Barren Earth. Um, and it's uh, their newest album. It's their third release. Super, super good. So I'm just going to kind of talk about the album Fuck a little yeah. bit. Uh, it's got great production. Uh, it's got good mixing. Um, and their songs, are they, they feel like very much their own, but you can kind of pick up these influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm just going to kind of go through a couple. So like how has great melodies, uh, it's carried throughout the guitars are like really uplifting. Um, and it feels like super anthemic. Actually, a couple of the songs feel really yeah. anthemic to me. Like the I whole, just need to sing along to the it. whole yes. album is a like melody journey. It's yes. just like a melody overdose, which I love. Yeah. He's acting like he's sucking a cock right now <laughs> <laughs> for, for people who can't see this. Um, <laughs> Okay, so really, really cool, very anthemic. Uh, the next track, Frozen Possessions. Oh, I love it. Okay, see, and here's where some differences are going to come up. I'm a guitar so, player, so I love it. So I actually like this song, but I feel like it's it's like the least good song on the on the album for me. Um, so it feels so it feels good, but it also like honestly a little bit in. I feel like I'm listening to like a cheesy '80s stadium rock I, I can, song. I can see that. I can see that. Um, and again, I like this song, but I'm just kind of saying, like, it, when I put this album on, am I going to listen to this song? I'm not so sure. Like, but if it came on in my friend's car, am I going to be like, could you please turn this shit off because it's driving me crazy? No, definitely not. Like, I would be able to, to hang hang with it and, and enjoy it. I don't know. But For I don't me, think I would listen to it. That, that guitar melody throughout the whole song is complete sex. Here's the thing, though. This song sounds super Swano influenced. Oh, I love him. It I, is... Yeah, go ahead. It is so Nightingale sounding to me, and even the keyboard sound and yeah. tone on this track is very like I'm like Mr. This Swano. sounds yes, this sounds like a Dan Swano song yeah. to me. Like I could hear this on the last Nightingale album that just came out. Uh, what was that two or three months ago? Yeah, I could totally hear this, or was it longer than? Anyways, doesn't no. matter. Yeah, um, great guitar melodies again on that track. Uh, Set a light, favorite fucking song. <laughs> I agree. I love this fucking song so much. The piano part uh, in the beginning of it reminds me of No Quarter by Led Zeppelin. 
like hardcore and not in like a ripoffy sort of way, um, but just it just reminds me of it. And it took me a while to figure out what it reminded me of, but I really love that. The chorus. Oh, so I have to, good. I have to say something about the chorus because when yes. I first listened to it, I was like, oh, it's kind of cheesy. Like, I don't know, there's too many syllables there. But then after like maybe the third listen, I was like, yeah, no, I the boring read. I need to. Li- yes. I need to sing this. Yeah. I need to listen to it right now. Actually, yeah. oh my god, such a good song. Um, so that was that's a wonderful song. Um, I think like if you haven't heard the band before, that's probably a good one to play to check them out. Yeah. Um, the next track, a shapeless derelict, uh, is a really great sludgy track. Just to have like, I just again, this is another track where I was like, I just feel like I'm in the room with the band, and I'm just ready to just have a slow, sludgy fucking headbang to this riff. Uh, and it's even like kind of for me, even though it's really slow, I could totally sing along live to this song. Oh yeah, I just. <clears throat> And that's one really impressive thing about this band is that I feel like I want to sing along a lot. Yeah, same here. Um, and they, they, one thing I also really want to say about this band is that they sound like a band. It doesn't yes. sound, it does not sound like one guy has written everything. Right. And everybody's playing along, and like you can tell, it sounds like everybody's getting in a room and jamming and just fucking kicking ass. That's what this. Yeah. That's what these guys sound like to me. Um, yeah, great compositions. I think every instrument and vocalist kind of shine in their own way throughout. Yeah, I yeah. The record has a very natural vibe to where it. I first thought it was might have been a live like a, a live record, like a room recording. That's possible. I don't know, but that like it's just the way it sounded. I'm like this sounds too, because uh, Frozen Possessions to me, or was it Frozen Possessions? There was there's one song on there where I'm like the piano sound- in the beginning. Well, no, it, it, no, it was the vault because when I was okay, yeah, I was cooking, I was listening to that. I'm like, it sounds like a you know a, a, like a jamming part in it because it was so proggy and it was just like it felt so like like I'm just gonna pull it out of my ass and it sounds amazing. The vault is an extremely impressive song. Yeah, um, yeah. So I didn't realize it when I listened to it, but I'm glad that we kind of discussed this a little bit before the podcast because it sounds like a camel song yeah, at one point. And I fucking love camels so much. There's like tons of musical instrument, yes. uh, musical influences throughout the album yeah. or band. I feel. You know, and I kind of feel like that's part of what really makes me feel like it's a group of people writing right. not one person is it's like all these influences are all coming together at the same time and that's what really makes it feel fresh to me yeah like you know it's like i'm getting the led zeppelin and i'm getting the camel and i'm getting the nightingale and it's all happening at the exact you know, same time so you know i feel like they were writing something in a room and someone like oh my god that sounds like you know some 60s prog band we gotta fucking do that yeah. Okay, let's embellish, and then they sat and fucking fleshed it out. Yeah, or I mean, you guys were even saying like uh, not just Camel on uh, the Vault, but uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer yeah. coming yeah. through on that too. Which little is Dream Theater too. Yeah. Definitely a little yeah. little bit of the Dream coming through. <laughs> little Tieta. So uh, I really enjoyed this album. There are some parts, like I said, where it kind of feels a little bit um, <clears throat> like '80s stadium rock cheesy a little bit to me, but. 
definitely not enough to to hurt the album um so i'm gonna give it like a 4.5 out of five out of six um so pretty high rating for me all these i loved i loved listening to all these albums for this podcast it was very enjoyable a uh, couple weeks for me leading up to this yeah i when you say cheese like i i mean i don't see the cheese but but you kind of like that stuff I, yeah I do. yeah like, you do, I do, I do it. Yeah. i'm sorry okay I'm an 80s baby. But also, that's, that's the point. But also, <laughs> yeah, I can see the band, like the members, liking that stuff and being yeah. like, oh, that totally well, sounds like, you know. Right, but insert. But to me, like, I mean, the cheese factor in a way, could that be that they're just having fun writing music? And that's, Maybe. I, I don't know. Dude, it it's could totally. Dude, it might just be somebody who's like, dude, Van Hagar is great. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> White snake. Why awesome. not? Yeah, I'm not gonna put white snake in this. <laughs> as cheesy as the lyrics are in white snake albums, I think they're pretty fucking solid riffage. Ones. No, no, dude, it's one of my faves. Yeah. Anyway, um, so a uh, little backstory on the band. I think this is the the second vocalist. It's not the original vocalist. I actually didn't know that. I I believe I'm I'm pretty sure. Because it's her third album with a new vocalist, okay. but but from what I understand is the he sounds I I really bad at names so uh, the new vocalist sounds a lot similar to the older one, but he has a more uh, operatic operatic feel sound. So in in which that sound reminded me a lot of Messiah from Candlemas. Totally, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, totally. yes. Nightfall. Yes, I have, to, I have to listen to this record again because this is just too amazing. I'm gonna have to listen to that too now. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you, you said, the I think the record has everything: singing, growls, melodies, melodic. It's heavy. It's progressive. It's goddamn emotional. I love it. Did you weep? Um, yes, my guitar did slowly weep. Nice. Gently, gently weep. Sorry, I wasn't gonna correct. <laughs> Do you know? Oh, um, by the way, my, my score would have to be a five. Five, yeah, solid. Yeah, I, uh, I felt like I was listening to some songs and like, how could this get any better? And somehow <laughs> they did it, and like it just put a big smile on my face, and I might have cried tears of happiness. During some parts, were you smoking weed? No, I wasn't. Surprisingly, <laughs> Not at that but, point. Um, yeah, I. This was. I think it was just a lot better than I anticipated. I. I don't know why, but again, five out of five for me. You guys, or five out of six for me. You, sorry, you're you're welcome because I suggested it. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. It was. It's been a quite enjoyable <laughs> journey. And it was funny because after your review of uh, Drakkar, mm-hmm. I was scared of of like, should I? Have... <laughs> no, but no, no. no. Yeah. And... I and you know what? I don't think that review was as brutal as as everybody else. Yeah, maybe not. But... It's I don't know. It has its moment. It can, it can sound a lot worse than it actually is. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, listen. Anyway, we're all fans of music. Yeah. There's no truly. We don't truly hate a band. I might. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm just messing around. (laughs) No, but yeah, Baron Earth is a fantastic band. And that, uh, what was the name of the album? I can't even remember right now. Lonely Uh, Lonely Tower. Yeah, 
Um, fantastic record. Yes. I'm going to be buying and listening to their other stuff for sure. Fantastic. Now, um, while we've had permission from the band, uh, their management, and uh, Century Media um, to play some music from the album, at the time of this recording, I. I haven't been able to find out which track specifically I'm allowed to play. They they kind of uh, want to determine that. So you're going to, in a second, you're going to hear me cut in in a different recording quality, most likely, and introduce the track that we're going to listen to. Yep. Okay, anyways. Um, so here is Barren Earth with Satellite. Enjoy. <laughs>
All right. Welcome back. That was a heavy track, whichever one they let me play. (laughs) (laughs) They're all amazing. It doesn't matter. It was a really good album. It doesn't really matter. That's true. Although if I was going to play one and I'll see since they haven't replied to me on the specific track yet, if I can play um, the vault. No, No. that song is way too long. Oh, Um, sad face. I want I want to play set light. That's the one that yeah, I want to play. Yeah. Uh, so I'll see if I can lobby to have them play that one. Um, oh shit! All this is gonna be not in the podcast either because I'm gonna say what the song was when it was done yeah. playing. All right. You have a lot of editing to do. God damn. <laughs> okay, so hold on. So that's three. That's three listens, three reviews. Yeah. 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 No more news. No more news. Yeah, we're newsed out today. Okay, so I guess um, what I would like to do at this point is just say thank you once again to Carrick Angren for letting us play your music on the podcast. I'd thank like to you. Go, like to go ahead and say thank you to Marius Christensen from Galar for giving us permission to play your music. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed the uh, the podcast. Um, I want to thank David Karakandas, uh, the management from um, Barren Earth, for being very, very helpful in connecting me with the right people uh, for playing their music on here. And Yen Oli Lamberti from Century Media for giving us a sign-off on playing music from Barren Earth also. It's extremely appreciated. We're just a bunch of metal lovers, and I'm extremely surprised that I've been able to get permission to do this in so just to you know just goes to show how how great the community actually is metal community is amazing yeah just a wonderful bunch of people thank all of you very much and thank you thank you and thank you uh listener for for sticking it out with us as (laughs) as we've been getting this podcast going and all the little hiccups that we've been having um that we appreciate you listening please tell all your friends about the podcast and even people that aren't your friends, get them on board too. Um, you can write to us if you want to uh, tell us about an upcoming review that you'd like us to do, or you want to give us a critique, or really anything. You want to send us a dick pic, whatever it is. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. I'll, I'll give that to Matt. We, we need groupies. <laughs> Check out uh, this new track. No, no fuck. <laughs> <laughs> please, do, please yeah, don't. That's, that's a really long, big track. <laughs> <laughs> I think that track's about nine inches. <laughs> no, um, please don't send us dick pics. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, you can write to us at metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. Metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. Metalnewsreviews at gmail.com. All right, so this is Martin Menendez. And Dino. And Matt. We're all signing off. Ugh. Ugh.